Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, my go-to shop for any and all Breckenridge Brewery, as I got myself a Hot Peak IPA right here. It is a Thursday, another day of Avs training camp. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I'm Rudo, he's AJ, and we have a brand new hockey team name to talk about. As the Seattle expansion team officially going with the Kraken name. It's a great name. Look, it's no Rain City Bee Pigeons, Bee Pigeons, but uh, the Kraken's a good second choice. Yeah, I mean, after after Rain City, it was uh, <laughs> there was no there was no living up to that. That would yep. have been that would have been fabu, but you know we we can't live in that world. Uh, instead, we're living in a p- pretty good one as it is, with uh, with the Kraken being the name. Now I don't have to look in. I don't have to look at that Twitter handle site NHL Seattle anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's an actual. They're a real organization with jerseys and a name and colors and. Ah, it's I mean, it's great. Honestly, I love it. That's the name I've wanted this entire time. Um, there were problems with all of the other alternatives that I liked. Yep. So this was the easy one, and and it's so much better than Sockeye, which was such a lame name. Yeah. The the had they gone with the the fish name, I would have been extremely disappointed. The, the Sockeye is not a. First of all, it gets killed by the other teams in Seattle like the Seahawks. Secondly, it loses to what should be their biggest rival in the NHL, which is Vancouver, who I I technically they're Canucks, right? But their their logo's an Orca. Yeah. So it would have been a terrible choice on, on that front. But Crack I, the reason I like the Kraken name is because I think it it dives away from the classic NHL boringness of like yeah. picking standard team names the Kraken well, is something unique to, to sports it's not even it's not even just the nhl you know when houston got its expansion football team they named it the freaking texans yeah really going out on a limb like with that name. <laughs> boy and like that's that's and that's in a city that has a theme yep like they're it's space city you know, you have the Astros and the Rockets. Like, there was a theme there. Their, their WNBA team was the Comets. Like, they they yeah. had a theme, and they were like, Texans. Like, <laughs> what the hell is this? Really? That even, made- even the AHL team was the Arrows. Yeah. Like, it was... It, it, Football right. too so, late. They, Houston and, Tech, and Dallas, they got the Texans and the Stars. Really, uh, really creative there. Right. <laughs> Well, and like the Cowboys with the star as the logo. Yeah, Cowboys as well. (sighs) Get it together, Texas. That's what we're saying here. Yeah, well, and then like their baseball team where the Rockies have opening day tomorrow is the Rangers. Yeah, well, at least they had the Astros are a decent name, but yeah, well, and like the Rampage was awesome, and now the Rampage are gone. Yep. So anyway, moving away from Texas. Point is, is that sports team names are very generic, yes, and very lame. And like the one time the NHL tried to do something cool, they ended up with the Minnesota Wild. Maybe the least cool thing ever. It's just way too vague. 
you can't you can't just say oh it's the all of the wild that you well, end up with a man bear pig logo right and then you end up with the most confusing misleading logo ever where you're like oh it's a bear are you sure it's a bear <laughs> and like you know and then jibble scribbits picks it apart and it becomes the place where zach parise buries bodies <laughs> and like that's all i see it as now because it was that bad so yeah. I'm, 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 I love the Kraken. I think it's cool. I think it's also cool that they did not uh, f- force themselves into the little box of using all the, co- the the team colors from all the other Seattle teams. Because like some of the other teams, yeah. See some of the <clears throat> some of the other teams in there in Seattle kind of went with that theme, and these guys did not feel the need to be like, hey, we have to. We have to pigeonhole ourselves into this. We're gonna do what we're gonna do. It, it's and I really boring, like that. But it's not that just horrendous shade of green. Yeah, and it's it's different because there's a lot of teams that have blue, but none of them have that blue. Yep. Exactly. And like the logo is subtle but creative, and the anchor is great. How could you not love the anchor slash space needle? Yep. That's so awesome. That like I don't have a good name for it, but the anchor space needle is like Hartford Whalers category S tier logo. Oh, it's perfect. Just I, I would have. We should have gotten Eric to come on here and talk about whether. Or yeah, not we was, really should have. <laughs> like to, from a design perspective, how good this is because I feel like they crushed it. So I, I love this. Um, I'm a huge fan of it. It's a cool name. This is this is everything that like as as much as everything went right with Vegas, the unveiling of the name and the logo and all that was a disaster. Yeah, it was not great. It was it was it's a dumb name with 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 an ugly kit, and that remains true today. And so this is already a much better start, which means they'll probably be terrible those first yep, couple of years now garbage team i'm already looking forward to the to the draft where the first kid gets picked and he gets to pull that thing on because i think it's gonna look so cool in person do they are they drafting in the 2021 draft right yep, yep. next i would i was gonna say next yeah, June, yeah but that's, next that's, whenever next, they have it next nhl draft after yeah, the coming one right which yeah, I, I, they should have the the expansion draft before the draft. Yeah, they'll probably have it a couple days before. Yeah, that's how it worked last time. So combine it with the NHL awards, just like they did last time. It just won't be in the same city this time. Yep. Or put the awards in Seattle. <laughs> Do it. You won't. Um. Anyway, it's <laughs> Do it. You won't. <laughs> Can I Very aggressive on this? Not really. It just resets itself any, every time. Anyway, the logo itself, obviously, the S for Seattle. Uh, you have the little Kraken eye there. Yeah, the, the, the eye is cool. It's a nice touch. Well, it's 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 nicely fit because you have the like tentacle coming through the S as well. I I think I'm not a big fan of like just slapping a letter on a jersey a lot. Yeah, but I think they did a better job than most when it comes oh, to that. Absolutely. Had it just been the S without the tentacle or the I, this would be lame. Yep. It would be like the Seattle S's. Got it. <laughs> Seattle stupids. Like this is this okay, great. I it's I love this. And 
I I love the white version of it. Like I I think it looks so clean, and I'd be I'm really excited to see what it actually looks like in person. See how much that pops because I think the I think the white version of it is going to make a great hat. I almost wish, and no team does. No team like their <laughs> logo is always their logo, right? But I yeah. almost wish on the white version the logo was that darker shade of blue. I would want to see it first to see how I feel about it, but it's an interesting idea. I do know that I'm I'm 100% getting a hat with that anchor logo. Do that for real. It's the best logo I've seen in a long, long time. The I, I hope they make a third jersey out of that legitimately. And then you can yeah. have the anchors face off against the Isles Fisherman third jersey, and it'll be the best day ever. <laughs> about to get pornographic in here <laughs> okay all right well other than that uh let's see cygnus says aj your beard i see how it is you're just gonna ignore me that's fine yeah it's fine it's fine we don't need to talk about that at all it's not like aj's beard was shaved yesterday right <laughs> uh, but wrapping up on the the Kraken side of things, let me let me go here because this is something we'll get into probably a little bit later on the show as well. How much do you think the flat cap affects Seattle's expansion decisions? Not none. Um, I think that it's gonna it's going to force teams either to make the deal the kinds of deals that Minnesota. Uh, Florida, teams like that made during the Vegas expansion, or it's just going to flat out force them to force teams to expose uh, maybe a five or six million dollar player that they really don't want to expose, but they're in they're in enough trouble that they have to. Like, look at Vancouver right now, right? Yep. You look at, and obviously they have a whole off season to go before they get to that, but there's a decent chance that because of the the money that they've committed already, that they're going to have to expose somebody pretty dang good just because of where they, they are. They can't afford to keep them, essentially, yeah. Right, and where it's like, hey, them, them taking this $6 million or this $5 million off our hands would be more helpful so that we can put that to two more players instead of just this one guy, as much as we like this guy. So you're th- saying it actually benefits Seattle? I think I do. I, I think it's going to benefit them because teams have been planning for the expansion draft to some extent. They yeah. haven't like, you know, they've had it in mind when they've been making deals the last couple of years. But like right now, today, how much nicer would it be if if Seattle could take Jonas Donskoy's contract off Colorado's hands and they could turn around and give that to Vladimir Right. Take it every day of the week. And and that's where, like, that's the caliber of player Colorado looks like they're probably going to lose next year. Yep. So it'll either be it'll either be one of those guys or it'll be one of the defensemen and maybe a goaltender. So it could be anybody, AJ says, not <laughs> helping whatsoever. Very, very specific of you. But... <laughs> I think I think it's going to like Colorado's in a good cap situation, so they're fine. 
Right. They, they not won't a have to do on them if they give away three million or two million. Like right. Like if they lose if they lose Frankie at two million, they're okay with that. Yeah. If they lose Donskoy at three nine, they lose Comfort at three five, they lose Jost at a million. Whatever happens, like they they can live with that. If they lose a Zadorov or a Graves at at two or whatever, wherever two Zadorovs, they will they will end up in different places. So wherever those guys end up, like it won't make a massive difference for the Abs either direction. Yep, Um, a million here, a million there is nice, but it's not crucial. There will be other teams where it's going to be a big difference, where the the cap crunch is going to force tough decisions this off season. And because it's not going up next off season, like when you're planning for this to continue to go up a couple, like teams were planning for it, maybe not to go up seven million in year one, but certainly they were planning for an eighty-eight million dollar cap two years from now. Well, yeah, like, I mean, minimal. I think most teams were planning for at least an eighty-three million dollar cap this year before. Oh yeah, eighty-three or eighty-four for yeah. sure. You were talking about there were going to be a couple million dollar jump, and that pays that pays for three or four player raises like small player raises or that pays for an, an, an a new guy entirely depending on which situation you're in. So right. that that's huge even 3 million dollars is a huge amount of breathing room for teams to to do work with cuz you can get all kinds of creative. But now I mean, with it being flat, they're stuck, man. You look at a team like Toronto who essentially I think they yeah. resigned Muzzin, but outside of them they have to sign an entire defense this offseason and three million dollars is Nikita Zadorov. Like Right. Well, and I think they have four million in cap space. And it's yeah. like, hey, if Tyson Berry wants to play on a one year, one million dollar deal for some insane reason, like great, they will do that. But it doesn't make sense I mean, for Tyson yeah, to take that deal. Spoiler alert, I don't think Tyson wants anything to do with Toronto after this year, but <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I don't, I can't, I can see him wanting to play there because family, legacy, whatever. It's a great hockey town, blah, blah. I could also see him being like this sucked piece. <laughs> I guess I, Babcock's not there anymore. So that's Right. Not, like I, know, I, I could totally see it happening either way. Like Toronto is still a desirable location because guys love to play there. They love that the town is crazy about the game and that they become celebrities. Not everybody wants to hide. Yeah, you know some guys. Some guys love being the star. So Toronto, Toronto, whether you like it or not, makes you a. a You're a, in the spotlight at very certainly least, a yeah. central figure, if yeah. not a star. So, um, I'm I'm of the opinion it's that when it when we get there, it's going to it's going to help Seattle because it's going to improve the player pool because the team will have to make a hard decision where they have to protect a three million dollar guy, guy yeah. over a five million dollar guy and that $5 million guy should be better and that should benefit Seattle on those situations. All right. I also think they're going to have so many good goaltending options. Yeah. The, the tandems in the league are going to give them some seriously good options. Imagine if they had been on schedule and it was this off season. Do you have your choice of math or Leonard? Like, well, I mean, you could, even in Colorado, like, yeah, Franco's ain't too shabby. You're like, like dude, we'll take even if he ends up being our backup. Frankie at two million. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, Angela asks, "What's Colorado's theme in terms of sports? They don't really. Have, well, they don't really have one, right? Because there's three different owners in Colorado. All the Cronky teams have the uh, the blue and and red. 
given that they own the Rapids as well and, and some other teams. But yeah, but they're they're all related to Colorado and kind of yeah. either something historical like the Nuggets uh, relates to the, the you know the Gold Rush in the 1800s, uh, and then obviously the Rapids go rafting here pretty Colorado easily. River, <laughs> right? You uh, uh, the Abs, the Avalanche, obviously, yeah. Pre pre. Where the do Rockies happen just, in the Rockies? Yeah. The Rockies just co-opted an entire mountain range and we're like, yeah, you're, you're Colorado's now. Yeah. Was, I, they really are Colorado's now too. Like, what do people say about Colorado? They're all oh, the Rocky Mountains. Right. Every single time. Like, yeah. Like, disregard that the Rocky Mountain range is like, like massive. Up in Calgary too, guys. <laughs> right. Like, and it stretches down like through the Americas. And it's yeah. Like, huh. Nope, it's Colorado. It's Colorado's, <laughs> and then like the Broncos is like a an, an homage to the the old West feel. That yep. yep. you know, this was a dusty cow town once upon a time. So you know, it's uh, that's I guess that's kind of Colorado's. Uh, they don't have like it's not like with Space City in Houston where they were all very like similarly themed. Colorado's, but they all, all of Colorado's relate to Colorado in some way, except for maybe the mammoth. Yeah. That, I don't think they've dug up any mammoth here. Have I, I mean, I know that they've, they have found dinosaur tracks and they have like dinosaur Ridge and all that, but I don't know specifically if Mammoths, the mammoth yeah. were involved in that. I, I just don't know if they were, that's cool. It's kind of like why Dinger is the Rockies mascot. I'm sorry, I'm distracted. I just watched RK miss a putt that I would miss in WGT golf over here at the Oddcast Cup. Disappointing, to say the least. Do you uh, know how that's going? I don't know how that's okay. going. Uh, I just saw one random highlight clip, so I have no idea what the score is, but you might want to go check it out on Twitter, DNBR underscore sports, the Oddcast Cup rematch going on right now if you're a golf f- fan. Uh, yeah, or you can always go play WGT Golf with us on your mobile device or on your computer. Either way, WGT Golf is the most popular golf game out there with more than 20 million people that love to play it. You can search for dnbrgolf.com to download and then find dnbr2 to get into our second clubhouse, which I believe still has a couple spots left, I think. But DNVR3 will be starting up very soon as well to make sure everyone is in the clubhouses and can play in our weekly tournaments. We have another one coming up this weekend. I tried last weekend, man. I should have had such a good round, and it just all fell apart on me. Like, could have easily been a top five score and ended up like six over. It was pretty, pretty disappointing, to say the least. But... If you want to come out and beat me and AJ in a video game, WGT Golf is the thing for you. And, of course, we also have Breckenridge Brewery, our favorite beer sponsor. I got the Hot Peak IPA. Drinking one right now. Going to go have a couple more down at the bar tonight as AJ, I, and I believe Drew, excuse me, will be playing some three-on-three NHL 20 tonight. Getting yep. down with that, and by getting down, I mean probably getting straight bodied. But we hey, try. Drew and I, Drew and I played a game the other day just to test it out, and we won. Oh God! Two of us level ones, and like against two guys who were like level thirty five or something, and we beat them three two in overtime. 
All right, so I'm going to go download that Seattle Kraken anchor and make that my logo so people know who the anchor on the team is because I'm yeah. going to be weighing everybody down. <laughs> but I lost I lost every face off because I, I, I still don't know how to take them. So. All right. Uh, good to know that you're the center. Roger that. <laughs> I Yeah, I had to be. And maybe if Evan's around tonight, he'll play. We'll play there you uh, go. 5v5 and he can play. He can Evan can center. carry us. He's pretty good, right? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Pro- probably. He's good at everything. <laughs> Okay. Our anyway. comment section is, is giving us an education that apparently there is a lengthy mammoth history in Colorado. All right. Well, there you so, go. Great. Here's what we know. Uh, <laughs> we'll stick to hockey from here on out. But again, sorry, I grew up learning Texas history. I'm sorry. Head on down to the farmhouse and pick up your Breckenridge brew, whatever you prefer, the Avalanche Amber, the Hot Peak, the Mile High City, you name it, and you get $5 off when you use code DNVR to schedule your pickup. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. AJ, there was, in fact, a day of Avalanche training camp today, and they even gave you a little bit of scrimmaging to watch. So mm-hmm. was it a good one or just another day? Uh, Frankie got the shutout. Ooh. Uh, the white team won 2 nothing, And this was after I thought Frankie had a real tough day yesterday. Mm-hmm. So um, good for him. I will say the two best scoring chances that Burgundy produced both missed the net. Um, Got to finish, baby. Rantanen's a freak, by the way. Uh, (laughs) He blocked a shot at the blue line, walked around EJ, had a clean breakaway by himself, and tried to one-hand backhand it. And he ended up getting all of it and firing this backhand missile about six inches over the crossbar. Can, since it's come up, can we just talk about how absurd Rantanen's backhand is? Like, it legit, Out, outside of Sidney Crosby, yep. is there a better backhand in the league? I don't know, but the only guy that I can think of that has as lethal a backhand is Crosby. Rantanen's backhand is so nasty. And watching that today, like, I was like, dude, was he just messing around or not even like, trying and pulling that off? <laughs> is he is is he trying to incorporate this into a thing? Because like he had a clean breakaway. He had a full step on EJ and was totally good. He, he was in the clear and he still tried it. Like this one-handed, like and he he got all of it, man. Like it was not like some like soft little floater. He got it all and just just went over the crossbar. And if okay. you're missing backhands by firing it over the crossbar, you're doing something right. Dude, <laughs> it, it was ridiculous, man. I was like, good lord. <laughs> and then um, Comfer on um, on his backhand as well, but his was a rebound. Uh, Frankie flashed the uh, he got the right pad right pad down on a rebound just in time moved over and one of those classic really athletic Frankie plays. Yeah. Definitely his style for sure. Yeah. <laughs> to give up the juicy rebound and then to shut it down. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Very Frankie. <laughs> it was, it was, a, it was a really good scoring chance, but uh, JT just could not quite get it around that pad. And those were their best scoring chances. They didn't, um, well, Comfort did hit the post on a power, on a power play attempt that I got on video. So I can actually prove we'll put it on the post counter then. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, there was, there was that, but otherwise it was pretty competitive. Uh, Byram smoked Kadri 
Zadorov had multiple big hits that he ended up like bear hugging the guy to to kind of like give him like a hey PS I could have probably ended your life just now but we're on the same I, I team. I chose so. to hug you instead. Yeah, so, so I gave you love instead of putting you into next week. All right, so we're going to give you the hard decision here. We need a Strava Craft Coffee game-changing player of the day. Um, Boy, you know, I'm kind of tempted to say Timmons because I thought he was the best player today. Oh, boy, you want that hype train to just fly off the tracks, don't I'm you? I'm not trying to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. It's not like I'm going in. I'm not even going in particularly focusing on Timmons. I'm honestly trying to spend more time watching Byram because I feel like I'm missing something. And a P.S. Byram had another really good day. Ooh, did he have a good day. Moving the puck around, skating through the neutral zone. He was making stuff happen. I, Based on the last couple of days, I'd be like, eh, we have to take him. He's just, <laughs> it's too tantalizing. Can't stop now. Yeah. But, you know, recency bias and and you get really excited about the young kid showing potential and him starting to get more comfortable to the point where you're like, there. you remember Colorado's first round series doesn't start for another two or three weeks here. Um, I think it's like three weeks. So him, if, if Byram goes to Edmonton, he keeps practicing, he keeps getting this comfortable. Starts looking better and better and better. All I'm saying <laughs> is that at some point the temptation's going to exist where they're like, "Did we just play this dude?" <laughs> Kevin Kanaan. Well, who like Kanaan and Barbario have done nothing. They've just uh, existed. Yeah. No, I mean they've done nothing to to warrant any kind of like criticism or. It's just that everybody gets excited about the kids. Yeah, for sure. Like both of those guys have looked rock solid. Today it was Barbario and Timmons together. They were maybe the best pairing of the day. And like and I but Timmons was awesome today. Multiple times uh Bedner gave him daps because of plays. Not only was he shutting pl- players down uh defensively, but he was stripping them of the puck and kickstarting breakouts the other direction, and then jumping into the play. I mean, by the sound of it, Oro, it seems like they should let Timmons play in the exhibition, maybe. But, you know, we'll have to see. The Gerard got yelled at today. Um, Did he really? Yeah, because he wouldn't shoot. No, that's Sam Gerard, all right. Right, like Gerard had the puck. He had a shooting lane. It closed pretty quickly, but he had it. Didn't shoot. Tried to get something. Tried to tried to to to, to stick handle his way through some traffic. Lost. Got knocked down. Lost the puck. Uh, it turned into a two on one the other way while Bedner was chirping at Gerard about shooting, and then uh, defensively Gerard got knocked down again and lost the puck as he was trying to clear it out of the zone. So it was a Yikes. that was a bad shift for him, but he responded as he always does. Uh, the next shift he came out and was flying, and then when he had a chance to shoot, oh, he shot. <laughs> and there's one thing about Sam Gerard is that he listens. Yep. Like he, when the coach leans on him, when he gets a little too comfortable, he'll get Bedner or Pratt in his ear about, "Hey, you need to be more aggressive," and he takes it to heart. It's one uh, of my favorite things about him is that the guy is just so coachable. Super coachable. Yeah. Cool. Well, 
I mean, we'll have to see. I, realistically, again, I think if everything goes well and people don't get injured, you're not going to see Timmons and Byram in the playoffs. I don't but, think you will anyway, man. And there's a good chance you don't anyway, right? But at the end of the day, these are guys that are fighting for roster spots for next season just as much as they mm-hmm. are in this playoff bout. I would 100% give uh, between the exhibitions and three round robins, I would give Byram and Timmons one game each and kind of have it be a steady rotation. You want all those guys to kind of get there. You want everybody that you take with you, to I get think, to one get game through those four kind of yeah. at least get into a game. Yeah. Yep. Oh, the other, another guy who I thought looked really good today playing center, mind you, and this is meaningful because he didn't always do that. Um, in between Landeskog and Calvert was Shane Bowers. Yeah. And he created, oh man, I don't remember who it was defending him, but he stressed somebody out. Yeah. He went flying up the ice, like cut loose, like open ice, long stride, explosive first couple of steps. And all of a sudden Bowers was on top of him. And it was like, I gotta, I gotta commit a penalty on this guy. Uh-oh. And yeah. <laughs> Bender was the one calling penalties and he allowed it. And he was like, we're cool. We're cool. But it was totally holding. That's <laughs> and what you get from a defensive defenseman coach. Right. He's like, <laughs> looks good to me. <laughs> Great job stealing him off there, <laughs> but totally held him. And then created a scoring chance for Landy on the, on the rush. Wasn't, gotta, wasn't a, I wasn't mean, a great scoring chance, but it was a scoring chance. You love to hear it. You love to hear the kids all playing well in, in situations like this, in opportunities as as many players on the team have stressed and said, look, for, for the young guys, this is an opportunity to prove they can hang with yeah. NHL caliber players. And it sounds like all of them are. Oh, dude, I'm, I I was critical of him yesterday, but Shelton Dries kicked ass today. Yeah. He scored, he scored uh, the first goal, uh, made a couple of great defensive plays that started uh odd man rush the other way he was very very good today and bednar was all over him he loved it he was yeah. all over dries yeah bednar pretty talkative and positive in these in these training camps to be honest i mean he'll, he, he'll get the negative shouts too but yeah he'll he'll get on guys but a lot of love uh out there today getting after getting after the guys who were doing what he wants to see Seriously, oh. Byron smoked Kadri. Did we? Uh, so we said Timmons was our Strava Craft Coffee performer. It should probably be Dries because he scored the goal. Okay. So Timmons Dries. Dries it can be either way. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD infused coffee, which has really changed lives. Which you now purchase in K cups, whole bean, or ground, whichever type you <clears> prefer. <throat> the CBD is not psychoactive and has been known to help on many different aches and pains, even anxiety and other things as well. So head on over to StravaCraftCoffee.com and use code DNVR20 when you purchase to get 20% off when you buy. And, of course, we also have one of my favorites, DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there if you want to download on your phone and do it that way. Either way, you can head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook and bet on everything your heart desires, whether it be baseball, which real games are happening right around the corner. I believe today is opening day, not for the Rockies, but for the league, correct? So 
bet on that, get all sorts of crazy things. When you bet on any home team for the first game of the season, for every home run they hit, you get $5 in free bets. So bet on the Rockies, expect three home runs. That's a free $15 bet for you. I will say watching those, uh, watching the exhibition games, that ball flies at that new park in Arlington. It's going, baby. There are going to be some home runs in the next couple of days. So look forward to that. Of course, if you want to bet on all other sports, they have futures set up for basketball and hockey as well. And we'll have every day, every game bets once they are fully back, as well as table tennis, golf, NASCAR, you name it. You can bet on it over at DraftKings. And when you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when to sign up for a limited time, you'll get a $1,000 bonus when you use that code. So head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook, sign up, must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprises of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Third period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's with Rudo and AJ. We've talked about training camp. We've talked about the Kraken. We've kind of avoided the elephant in the room from today. One of those elephants better than the other. Kale McCarr skated today. Uh, if you want to call it that. <laughs> he skated today, not with the team, by himself. Did not do a ton, but he did skate. That confirms it's not COVID at the very it, least. It was like maybe 10 minutes. Sure. But the fact that he's and in I the mean, building. Maybe. Nonetheless, it was, it was very, very limited, and then he was out of there. But we saw him a whole lot better than nothing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, seeing him was like because we were starting to build towards. Oh my god, maybe it's COVID, right? Because we hadn't seen him working out, and we've seen all the guys who are not playing are working out around the rink on the ground level. Yep. And we hadn't seen him yet, and so it was like. Oh boy! <laughs> What's going on here? Knowing that if you got if you tested positive for COVID, obviously you, you had you had to isolate. Yeah, and so you weren't allowed to be at the rink at all. We'd seen everybody else, even when Bowers was injured, he was still riding the bike, and we saw him and whatever, right? And so yep. we were building towards at least that speculation getting louder. That's done now, um, and now we're on to. What what was what fascinated me today about the reaction? What truly fascinated me was McCarr leaves practice. Nothing appears to be wrong with him. Nothing. Nobody sees anything. There are no warning signs. He leaves practice, and we got is he injury prone? Yeah, but that, not that... not from everybody, but like there was a segment of people who started. Okay, hey. He got hurt twice during the season. Now we are two days into camp and he got hurt again. Is he injury prone? Nathan McKinnon misses today. Not a single person freaked out. It yep. was purely, it was the the universal reaction in my world anyway. Every person that I saw that responded to me when I sent out the tweet that there was no Nathan McKinnon on the ice it was some. It was either a gif that was like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, and it was entertaining, or it was, "Oh, it's just a maintenance day. Everybody has them." Yep. There wasn't any freak out. Well, even though Nathan McKinnon regularly misses like ten games a year, like 
that that's what was weird to me specifically because it ended up being Nathan McKinnon, right? Because let's let's pull up his numbers right here. First year he played the full season. His second year yeah. only played sixty four games. Third year misses ten games. Then had a full season, seventy four, eighty two, and then played sixty nine and was going to miss a significant portion of the last half of this or the last eleven right. games of this year. He'd only missed a couple this season, but was due to miss maybe the lot like the rest of them. Right. So it, it's crazy to me that. McKinnon doesn't have that stigma in a career where you can regularly expect him to miss 10 games. Yeah. And McCarr has played one NHL season yeah. and is injury prone all of a sudden. It, well, and like in his college career was, it was not a thing. He had like one injury, which was a concussion, I believe in his college career. And that was it. And that was his freshman year. And it was super minor. Yeah. Like it was, it was not a thing. Sorry, I'm putting the lotion on my cracked elbow because it really hurt. <laughs> You're good. Well, then. Um, yeah. So it's it was just interesting the perception, right? And, and like, like McCarthy, have... like he was crazily injury prone. Either had this season played all the way out, he'd have played just shy of seventy games. So yeah, right around the same that McKinnon would have ended up playing. Yeah, exactly. And then it, and it's funny because like Gerard always healthy during the regular season, but both playoff last two playoff runs. Yeah. yeah, Both playoff runs. He got hurt in game one and then game two to the point where we even have a comment in here asking when Gerard suffers his annual playoff injury. Yep. It'll be, uh, it'll be EJ stepping in, but yeah, EJ will, EJ will take over that role. And then I don't, if, if both theoretically, if both McCarr and Gerard route, I don't know who would run the power play after that. I'd wager Graves probably. I see. I was gonna say Barbario. Barb, yeah, Barb's is a decent choice too. Just give it, but it would, it would kind of depend on who's actually in. <laughs> That's true too. because, like, if if say Timmons or Byram is in, you might just if Byram is in, you're definitely putting him in there. Yeah. Oh, five forwards is the wave of the future. We don't even need defensemen moving forward. The uh, team's already doing that in juniors. That Sasha Mutala was the defensive and quarterback for the Tri City <laughs> Americans this year. Like, <laughs> well, and they're terrible. So, right. Maybe we shouldn't copy the Tri City. Maybe not, but they played Sasha Mutala in literally every situation humanly possible. <laughs> I mean, you have to. <laughs> like, yeah, that, right. that guy's, that he, was, he was their whole everything. Yeah. But. Anyway, um, it's I did find that really interesting. Um, I, I put out the whole thing. Oh, interesting lines today, and then like buried at the bottom was no Nathan McKinnon, and like the response was so tepid. Yep. It was just like, oh, okay, the, that'll be a problem when it becomes a problem, basically. <laughs> and I loved the difference in in yesterday. McKinnon was like, oh yeah, McCarr will be back soon. Like, don't worry about it. Yep. And today, Landeskog is like, I'm not allowed to talk about it. No one it. can comment on anything. And it's like, you know I can't talk about that. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like after yesterday, the players probably got a stern reminder yeah, like, that hey. when talking about injuries, you're not supposed to say anything. It's, it's also odd to me that the players, a player would need reminding because this whole unfit to participate thing was at the player's request. Yeah. <laughs> This was done because of the players. They asked for more medical privacy. And then McKinnon's like, he's fine. I think he'll be just <laughs> fine. Don't worry about it. 
that guy just he's just his own he's his own dude for sure for sure but you know i mean look at this point decisions have to get made the teams leave for the bubble in three days now essentially three and a half days cut day tomorrow cut day is tomorrow where where teams have to decide who stays and who goes um and it's an off day right the abs will not practice tomorrow so They'll make their cuts based on everything they've seen. And we kind of talked about on that yesterday's show. If you want to check that out, highly recommend you go over there. I'm, I'm sure we'll have posts up on it tomorrow as well. Consider subscribing to DNVR for all of our premium content beyond the pod as well. To help support us. Always much appreciated. But as we wind down today's show, AJ, everyone on this Avs team believes that they can win the Stanley cup and that this is the deepest team they've ever played for. Okay. How does that match up with recent cup championship teams? St. Louis, Washington, and Pittsburgh. St. Louis won because of its depth for right. one. It won because it got elite goaltending and its four lines were just very effective, but they also had Ryan O'Reilly elevated to one C status. Like he was a true leading man during the postseason last year, which was weird because he was really meh the first like two rounds. Yep. And then conference finals hit and he just took off and he was awesome from then on out. And when you have that, you know, we've seen the difference it's made for the abs. When you have that leading man, I mean, look at how easy you can say what if for the abs last season because. The three-headed monster did nothing in in games uh, five, six, and seven outside of like the Landeskog goal in overtime. Yep that that line just didn't do anything, and yep. that's problematic. You know, like you, you're if you're your leading men have to be your leading men. Yep, like just flat out cliche so, but true. Yep, you know, and and that's. Matching him up to, to St. Louis last year, Colorado got a lot deeper. Like, Cohen Wilson and Tyson Jost was a second line at the end of the postseason last year. And, no, of course, no knock against those guys, but neither one of them are in the lineup at the start of this postseason right now. Yep. That's how much That's how much depth they added. I mean, you look at it. That and, entire second line is exactly what they added. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, their whole second line right now, or their whole the, half of their top six, we'll say, because we aren't totally sure, sure. about actual line. Whichever they end up with, yeah. Half of their top six and a third of their bottom six, they're all brand new guys this year. Yep. So, you know, that's that's a ton of additions, and then they just got better on defense. So this is... This is just a different, they're a different animal than they were last year when they were plenty good enough. You know, they were one save away, one goal away from going to the conference finals as it was. And I think that's the goal again this year. Any any loss in the first round will be viewed as a disappointment. disappointing, yeah. No matter what happens. I would say a loss in the second round, even if it gets to seven games, you're still feeling like probably a slight disappointment. Yeah. I would say a slight disappointment. If you, obviously like if you get swept in the second round, that you're feels assuming, real bad. Yeah. You're assuming something's gone really, really wrong. Yeah. But 
they 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 get to the conference finals and it feels like this is a win no matter what, right? Yep. For sure. But but it's still hockey. Yeah, like this is still the NHL, dude. Yep. Like this is this is still we call it the hardest championship to win because it is. Yep. Like you don't you don't see, you know, yeah, we had Chicago win 3 out of 6 years. We've had Crosby and Malkin win 3 cups in their careers. But you just the variance in getting there. Like those are those are Hall of Fame laden teams. Yep. All-time teams, you know, like that that's like during the the nineties when it was Colorado, Detroit, New Jersey, and then Dallas like crashed the party. One in there, years. yeah. <laughs> and even then, like Colorado lost in Game Seven in the Western Conference Finals. Like the truly, truly, truly great teams will emerge. Yep. The question is is whether or not this Colorado team is truly is truly a great team. And it's fair to wonder. They're still, it's it's as talented as as any in the West. I, I think there's probably a talent disparity with a couple of the teams out East. I would agree. But there's also, you know, goaltending is the X factor there. That could change all well, that. And and plenty of those talent disparity teams out East, cough, cough, Tampa, have not managed to get it done. Well, and, and like even them, like even this great Steven Stamkos run, right? The, yep. the Steven Stamkos, Victor Hedman era. Yep. They've lost in the cup finals. They've lost in game seven of the conference finals. Yep. They've gotten swept in the first round. All of that variance just reminds you, this is a really hard league. Yep. And this is going to be the hardest of any of the cups to win. This is the playoffs. There's no uh, Buffalo. There's no New Jersey. Oh, right. There's no freebies here. The only the only freebie right now is Chicago in the first round against Edmonton because they aren't icing a true NHL caliber goaltender. Yep. So that's it. Like otherwise, I was I was nervous about that series because Corey I trusted Corey Crawford, but if Corey Crawford's not not good to go, they don't have a horse. <laughs> Who gonna carry that buggy? That buggy just sitting there. Got to get out of the starting gates to win. Straight up. And I like I like how Colorado matches up against anybody in the West. I like them all. I like every single one of those matchups, some more than others. Um, but I I think they they can they can play with any of those teams. And the the two teams out east that truly make me nervous uh, would be great series. Yep. If they so. beat both of them during the regular season, so it doesn't matter. I, at this point. We're just in the in the waiting room, right? It's time to get there, get it going. Yeah. Fire it yeah, off. Dude, we've got one more show to do before they leave for Edmonton, and then we have an entire week of previewing. Like we'll we'll have one game next Wednesday. But then we have an entire week of just waiting for round robins to start. Yep. It'll be fun though. I think next week we'll probably use uh we'll probably use most of it to preview the qualifying rounds. I, it, it should be a blast either way, but you know, it can't come here fast enough at this point. Yeah. So straight up, man, I'm ready. So let's, let's do it. That's all I have to say at this point, we're going to get out of here for the day. As always, thank you everyone for listening, watching along. However you consume the content, it's always appreciated. We will be back tomorrow with 
Free Skate Friday and a guest talking not only Avs, but Winnipeg Jets as well with Marat Atesh. Should be a fun time. We will talk to y'all 